Chin a boot. And I think Jim's got something to say and I've got something to say as well. Alright, we've all got something to say. Yep. Is this this you guys would what what do you have to say? I'm kinda of worried. Are you kicking me <laughs> out? I want to do with you. Don't worry about my last Oh that's good. Is this my last podcast? What's happening? <laughs> After the recent allegations. Fire live on air. <laughs> By non mutual consent, Dougal has been forced out of <laughs> Liam wanted to be at least the second funniest person on the podcast, according to his mum. Wait a second. <laughs> <to his> <laughs> uh, welcome to Tuna Boot, officially sponsored by MJ Horticulture. It's the only place to get your grit. Um. <laughs> This is an Edinburgh-based company, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, CEO, CFO and uh, delivery boy Martin Hartley runs a grit company, <laughs> which you can now get your grit on eBay. Um, I'm told it's a very good price for grit. So, <laughs> And uh, he's not agreed, but has been forced into becoming the sponsor for our show. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a forced sponsorship, but he's not giving us any money. Not no, yet. he's giving us grit. He's giving See? Just well, I'm not keeping a grit here. No, it's for ADR, mate, later. We can do, like, walking sounds. It's going to be great. Uh, as, well as, grit, as well as grit, he does a number of other decorative stones. So, just to... I don't want to put him just down to grit. Because that's his best seller. But he sold red granite the other day when I was seeing him. So that's good. Well, I mean, you know... You know what they say. Once you grit, you just can't quit. You need to get down to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> you have to do one now, Dougal I've got nothing, I'm sorry uh, Before we start our podcast this week um, We'd like to send out a wee shout out And a wee congratulations to our friends over in the Czech Republic uh, Tom and Marky Who have an, uh, officially announced a pregnancy to the world So for all the eight or nine people who listen to us Find them on Facebook, on Instagram And give them a little congratulations Yeah, congrats Tom and Marky, Marty yeah, we're very happy for, for, for those two. Timster and Martino, we're very happy. No, but in all seriousness, congratulations, yeah. Tom Markey. Yeah, good work. Uh, well done, guys, you did hope it. Always are staying safe and look forward to seeing you again sometime soon. With child. With child. Yes. Well done, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's your fucking shout out, Tom. Right, let's move on. Let's get this. It's two, two, three weeks late, but so, sorry, guys, mm. Dougal couldn't be arsed. Let's get this rolling. And I couldn't start pumping. Either. <laughs> Come on, what do you guys right. have to say? Oh no, you got um, Ewan as well, quickly. Oh yeah, um, also we've been, we're getting mentioned or being mentioned on a post in a blog called Tune In To Tune Out. It's by my pal Ewan, who I mentioned last week, gave me Leon Bridges, which happened to be our catch of the week last week. And uh, he's basically doing this to sort of make a nice playlist with 10 tunes that he recommends every week. He's sort of ripping us off and adding an extra tune to try and be better than us. But he's given us a wee shout-out, so we thought we'd do the same. Go and read his blog. It's actually really interesting. And he's got some really cool tr- tunes on there. He's got no tunes that have crossed over with us yet, anyway. So did he come up with this after we we did Tune A Boot? Because yeah, Tune In, Tune, tune, in, tune Out, tune out. Yeah. It, it's, it's very similar, isn't it? I mean, if we get you know the grit the grit lawyers and everything to, to help us out and sue him... The Groyers. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily enough, Marty actually does the legal advice for MJ Horticulture as well, so we'll get him involved. Because he's sponsoring he, this, he can't sponsor the other thing too. He is firing on all cylinders, that boy. He, he always really is does. Over there. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so uh, thanks for the shout out, Ewan, in all seriousness, and read his blog, because it is quite interesting, even if he does steal the idea from us. Yeah, our lawyers will be in touch. <laughs> yes, Marty will be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. I don't know. I was. I don't even know we're actually going to do this properly because, but we might as well. Um, Ennio Morricone has passed away. Sadly, a good old age of ninety-one, though. And uh, we mentioned him. When was that? On the on the alternative tuna episode, he was one of my picks, and um, yeah, his contribution to cinema and music in general will will echo throughout the ages. You know, for generations to come. So, so thank you. Yeah. Big ups, big man. Yeah, thanks. That was just last. sincere. Thanks, that's it. I'm not, I'm not. I won't have a bad word said about him, even though I did what I call him Ennio Mar- Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to take that nice sincere moment and fucking chuck it out. Yeah, well, like, well, no, Liam is editing this one, but I'll be there when you're editing it. So I don't. I'll see how I feel at the time because I'm keeping that in. Come on, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. No, uh, but you, no, so no. you had your sincere moment, and then you made your little joke. But it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the sincere moment. No, it's just his name, Ma- Maricone. <laughs> if you change some of the letters out, it sounds like macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just a play on words. It's not nothing to do with him or his character or his legacy, which will be infinitely remembered. He, he was, he was never pasta with a cheese sauce. No, he was not. But he has passed away. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, come on. Yeah, Excellent. not having that. You're not having that. No way. Surely. <laughs> that has oh, to stay that's in. good. That's, that's quality content right there. I'm really sorry. I do. I, I really love your music and what you did for cinema. I really do feel bad. I'm so sorry. Can he fucking hear you? He's dead. Oh, Liam. <laughs> we all know he anyway. listened to the alternative tune It's probably what killed him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck this. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so last dedication for uh, for this podcast, and we'll move into the actual podcast. I'd like to dedicate this episode to the two moths that died a heat death after getting trapped in my lamp, and then subsequently prodded out of said lamp with an empty filter packet and thrown out the window. Rest in peace, boys. May your light shine bright. <laughs> <laughs> From this life to the next. I saw them too, it was a hero's death. Yeah, one of them had like massive bright blue eyes. It was quite cute, but obviously it was dead, so I wasn't going to pet it or anything. (laughs) So this is our third episode of our second season. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, This is the only podcast that interrupts Jim. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you, you prick. We'd we'd pre-planned that. We'd planned that, but I forgot and got annoyed and then remembered. (laughs) That's good, that's good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Alright, so let's just get into it, shall we? So this is, as I say, our third episode of the second season. Thank you again to everyone who's been listening. It really means a lot. And again, if you can like and subscribe, all those things that we say every week, it would really help us out. And I'm just going to find the list of songs now, which would be good. Interim music. Interim music. Alright, I've got it. Are we ready? Go. Alright, so the songs this week are Sing for Your Supper by Luna the Professor Trust Your Heart by The Kinks Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors by Editors Contact High by Alan Stone Here Today, Paul McCartney 
Pride by Grace Petrie. Petrie? Petrie. Petrie? Why not? By Grace Petrie, or Grace Petrie, do apologise for that. Weights and Measures by Dry the River, Still Life by Swede, and Get High, No I Don't by Maximo Park. A belter of a list this week, gentlemen. I'm very excited to get started. Certainly a goodie, isn't it? Yes. I don't think there's a single bad track this week. No, let's just crack on, lads. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nine o'clock starts. Yeah, welcome yes. to our longest ever fucking intro. Um, yep. Do you have your round one gear, Jim? You going to do a tune right. for us? Oh, oh, I didn't put that on mute. That's a good shout. No, we'll just use that. <laughs> round one. <laughs> If you, you, can you play that on the ukulele? Round one. Right, that'll do. Go on, Liam. Liam, right. track us up. So, yeah, my first track tonight is Sing for Your Supper by Luna the Professor. The usual from the usual. I think I think it's now clear to say that uh, indie rock is my official genre of choice. Uh, I just keep putting up indie rock after indie rock. It's fucking ace, I love it. This wee band has, over recent years, been quite making quite a name for themselves. 2018 was their first big year. Uh, and they sold out two gigs at King Tut's, which is pretty cool. Imagine fucking starting a band and then selling at King Tut's twice. And then uh, the year after, they sold out in Edinburgh when they first played in Edinburgh, two weeks in advance as well. Mm. However, they still only have four songs on their Spotify. I don't get it. How, how have they managed this? I don't, yeah, yeah they've, they've played and sold out, and they have four songs, yeah? Four songs on Spotify, and they've already sold out at least... Three gigs. Uh, I wish I could get to that standard. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, well, we had four episodes and had like five fuckers listed to us, so we've not got there yet. <laughs> not yet. We'll we haven't there, even though. sold out an episode and we're free. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wouldn't worry about it. But yeah, so uh, Sing for Your Supper is the latest release that they've got. They must they must have a back catalogue somewhere, surely. Must it? Should probably just people that have seen them live at places. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ace. It's the kind of song you'd you'd be excited to hear at a music festival. Proper kind of like summery kind of indie indie summer song. Like it's, it's great. It's got a catchy hook and chorus. It's kind of it's the kind of song that gets the crowd going. That guitar solo in there is just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love the I love the ending as well because off the back of that last chorus, it just kind of like winds down naturally, and there's like a little flourish at the end, and you're just left with a little bit of con- like a little kind of feeling of content. I really enjoyed it. It's just, it's good. It's new. It's also been like they've also been likened to my favourite comparison, which is Catfish and the Bottleman. So you know, right mm-hmm. on my street. I like the way you say Bottleman. I think everyone else <laughs> in the world says Bottleman. Bottleman. I just quite like <laughs> it. It's just cute. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong with it. I just it's just different. <laughs> but yeah, there's obviously there's quite a few other influences in there because I. I mean, when I was speaking to you, Dougal, and like, it kind of fluctuates and changes. There's, um, there was one song that I was kind of like, oh, it's got a wee bit of an Oasis feel. But yeah, overall, just loved it. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, you literally said every single note I made, you've just said. <laughs> said <laughs> so, I've got, so, so I went, great start, amazing energy, fantastic voice that gives you a massive festival vibe. Excited to see what they do. You didn't say that. And then great guitar solo. You basically just said everything that I wanted to say so yeah I just echo it to the 10th degree absolutely loved it really looking forward to just diddle yeah pretty much Yeah, that word doesn't get used enough anymore I love that word copy and paste what you said (laughs) control C control V oh man Uh, yeah (laughs) sorry 
IT jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I was getting a I was getting a bit of an eighties vibe off of it at the start. Yep. Which is quite interesting. I think it's just the way it's recorded. It had that little sort of like, yeah, your eighties anthem sort of thing coming through. Yep, I get um, it. But yeah, it's really good. It's super easy to listen to and just nice and really good and it does get you pumped up. I really like it's like I was having in my notes I had a little debate with myself about the sha la 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 sort of thing because you know the whole sort of like it sort of stems from your goo goo kachoos in your Beatles and things like that how it's just yeah, like the little nothing works when yeah when do you use it well and when does it not use well and are we for it are we against it and I'm like I'm split because so sometimes it's lazy but sometimes it actually really works and this time it actually does really work mm-hmm. um, and it's a really it's a good placement of your sha la la's so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I agree yeah. 100% on that, yeah. Uh, it's it an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. they could have just came up with lyrics to fit that melody, but I don't think it would have meant anything different, to be honest. No, it's just about the feel, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm. a decent hook to get folk into the chorus, and that's, you know, if you're speaking about getting like folk in a festival and stuff, that's the words that folk can, anyone can sing along with. You can go and see them for the first time, never have heard them, listen to the first chorus of that song, second one. You're with everyone singing Sha La La La, even though you've never heard of these guys in your life and there's I really good ways to that. it i love that moment when you're just sitting there and like it's a completely new band and then you do have that lyrics that you you can hear and you can sing along to after the first first time you hear that chorus yeah well it's I love a good that feeling good hook does that for you and yeah the a well-placed sha la 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 does that for you and they do that for you so well done them i'm on board yeah, yeah no love it good yeah not much to say but just enjoyed it it was just amazing, wasn't it? I was really good. Yeah. Check out their other three songs. We're getting on the ground up. Yeah, that's always a good feeling as well. Yeah, if you want a band to listen to their whole back catalogue, that's good. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, the other three songs are also brilliant. Like, there's not a bad one there yet. All right, so my track for round one is Trust Your Heart by The Kinks. You guys heard of them? Pretty good. <laughs> no, nah, they're new. No, really old, man, like from the 60s oh, really? and that. Yeah, sixty-six was the first album. That's a quite a naughty name they've got. I the, know. Kinks. the Kinks. The Kinks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all arbitrary, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, let's cut all that. Jim, what you said. <laughs> yeah, that was shit. So yeah. <laughs> you know, when, you, when people talk about like some of the best bands or artists in the world, people like Bowie, Beatles, Stones, Doors, and things like that, I put the Kinks alongside those without skipping a beat. I think mm-hmm. they're amazing. They're very prolific. And I must say, they've got good more words. shit. Sorry? Good good word. Prolific, cheers. It's been a while. I can't believe I've not said it yet. I must have done. And uh, this album and this song in particular has more of a sort of smooth, sort of classic rock feel to it. Uh, you know, like the tone of the guitar and the, the singing and his voice is more... It's not as rough and sort of not smooth as in rough as it, as it is on songs like, um, you know, like All Day and All The Night and things like that, you know. What else have I got in my notes? I think I've said everything that I, I wrote down. Yes, I did. And uh, I think this is a tremendous wee song. I think he's doing things with his voice that he, ha- he hasn't on, on other songs. Yeah, I felt confident that I had more to say, but that is that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And I loved it. It, it, was quite, it was quite chill to start with, with some kind of sweet kind of vocals, but like throughout they kind of teased the proper, like just pure rocking that happens at the end. And like you can you can hear it in the drums and guitar like all the way throughout, and then just kind of like comes back a wee bit, and then at the end it just goes for it. 
I don't think it's one of the songs that if I wasn't if I went through their back catalogue I would have found easily either. So yeah, it's just it's just awesome. And yeah, it was there, it was like there's a bit that had like bells or t- the tambourine going or something like that as well, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Diggle, what have you got to say? <laughs> uh, What's your kink? Well, um, <laughs> no, I like I like this song. Obviously, I mean, yeah, the kinks. I think this is a nice intro to what I'm calling the heavy hitting gym week, because this is a heavy hitting gym week, and he's pulled out all the stops, having not won a tune of the week for a couple of weeks. The catch of the week, he's uh, he's battering in with the big guns, and I love it. Um, <laughs> Because it's got this really nice, relaxed sort of sound that is clearly the Kinks, but it's quite different at the start. And it's really interesting to hear Ray Davies sing the way he's fucking singing in that song, because it's amazing. And um, <laughs> then you get these, then you get these nice instrumental moments sort of coming in, and it really complements the vocals. And then we sort of build up, and then at two minutes forty-five, you get the good old rock and roll coming back. And it's fucking awesome. And you just get like, you get pumped up and you're like, yeah. And you hear that gruffness in his voice again. That gravelly voice sponsored by MJ Horticulture. And it's just like (laughs) this lovely thing coming back. And yeah, then you've got these riffs and these solos coming in, going in throughout. And it's fucking awesome. Like opening with a solo. Yeah. On board for that. That was great. Mm -hmm. And I just love the range that it shows of the kinks because you've got this solemnness at the start and then this rock and roll at the end. And it's fucking awesome. Um, no, I loved it. Well done. Good tune. Cool. Yep. Good tune. Cheers, man. Doing well. Round you, one man. is done. Well done, guys. No, it's not. It's cool. I'll cut that in later because I realise you still got your song at <laughs> I'm going third this week. <laughs> Round <Wow>. two. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God, I am getting cut from this, aren't I? <laughs> All right. So, Dougal, what... Um, what is the song that you have picked for round one of Tuna Boot Season 2, Episode 3? Uh, this song I've picked for round one of Tuna Boot Season 2, Episode 3 is Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors by Editors, which I think is a good song to end it on. It's nice. It's uh, Yeah, they're really good. I love the editors. Um, um, as soon as this song gets going, you've just got this intense drum beat that's unaccompanied. Um, then going into these pianos and these just uh, this sort of synth um, riffs going on in the background and then you get this guy's voice and this guy's voice is just like it's I mean obviously I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we had Spectre on it's just it's one of these sort of unique fragrances to a voice almost and it's just yeah it's just something else and it gets you in it gets you involved in the song um when this song came out, it was criticised for trying to do like a festival banger sort of thing. And you can sort of see that. You get a bit of like, it's got an R bit of festival to it. Um, and it was like the article that I read was criticising them for doing like a Coldplay festival style thing, which I think is a massive disservice to this song and being slightly too complimentary of Coldplay, really. <laughs> but they're just like... <laughs> But yeah, the last like I I I enjoy I I've enjoyed this song. I enjoyed speaking about. It. I felt I spoke about editors two weeks in a row this season, so I thought to round off our things for the season, and um, mm-hmm. before the alternative tune, I'd shove one in. And uh, I that guitar at the end, I like it. It's not what the end of the season think? after alternative tuna. Well, no, the end of this batch, this batch, this little month, cooked. Batch. <laughs> <laughs> this little month. <laughs> this batch, this batch, this little month. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, that. Oh, who, what's his name? Like, can you not hear uh, that? Rick, can you not hear my Rick, laptop? Right no, now, we can't. Seriously. We can't hear no. your laptop. It's fine. Seriously, what's David Brent? Uh, that that sounded like a David Brent comment there. Yeah, I don't know much of the editor's work, uh, which to me is astounding, considering mm. how much I've heard of them and considering their sound as well. I was actually thinking it kind of this song kind of sounds similar to some of the Ar- uh, Arctic Monkeys, not at all. The Frightened Rabbit songs, uh, some of Frightened Rabbit's work, um, and I, I looked that up actually to see if there was like maybe one of them might have influenced the other. Editor started two thousand and two. Frightened Rabbit started two thousand and three. So there may be something there with the sound at the time. Well, they collaborated on Master System, so they oh the same bows. guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mind you saying yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that that's. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Why was that funny? Oh, I might just say that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, well, obviously there's something there. There's something there. Yeah, there's something that I noticed about the sound and isn't a critique or anything. quite enjoyed it. He's got quite a subdued, uh, quite a subdued calm voice. It kind of, it, well, it seems like he's quite in control of that and that sound. And then the band in the background are just fucking going for it, which is quite a nice contrast as well. And it works really well. It quite it complements each other, even though it's quite contrasting kind of sounds. I just love it. And I don't know, is the rest of the stuff like that? Because obviously I've not yes. heard much yes. of them. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, their first two albums are full of the bangers, mate. Mm-hmm. After... I mean, I've only really listened to the first three. I don't know much of what they've done after that. Because I think they sort of went away for a while. But yeah, they're good. Their uh, first mm-hmm. two albums especially, I'd highly recommend. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a band that I've only ever listened to or heard on you know, like compilations, CDs and things. Like things that my brother used to have when I used to hear them. But I never actually... Well, I, I've not listened to them as extensively <laughs> as I have the kinks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, the first, the first note I had was it reminded me of Spectre. And I was like, well, yeah, that's why Dougal mentioned it. But yeah, very similar vibes in the voice and some similarities in the music but a lot of differences you know that sort of very sort of like almost charcoal-y kind of effect his voice has got is just yes infectious especially after that drums kick in you're just I don't, it's a song that sort of like it gets you ready for it you know what I mean it's sort of almost it wake, wakes you up a little bit and goes right here we go this is what this is what you're having yeah that lead guitar that then builds up and it goes into that solo is just stunning absolutely love it yeah but what struck me most about it was the was the lyrics. They're sort of they're phenomenally dark, but they're very beautiful as well. And I've wrote one down, which is how can we wear our smiles with our mouths wired shut? That was one moment I remember particularly going, Well that's I'm not sure what you know, I like to apply the context and try and think of what the song's about. I, I, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but it feels like a very angry sort of song. Do you know what it's about? Yes, and you're entirely right. It's actually um obviously it's, it's about folks smoking outside the hospital door but in particular it's about people who are dying of like a long related illness smoking outside the hospital door and the sadness and the anger at watching people kill themselves while they're dying sort of thing oh right yeah because you can nice. t- like sometimes you can tell like with a song that there's something more more there than yeah, just a song and I, you could definitely tell that with this there was something in his head or in whoever's I don't know if he wrote on his own or if they wrote together or whatever, but there was definitely something they wanted to communicate. Yeah, yeah. not always. You should always, always highlight that. You know, this it's yeah. you know, music's a place where you can explore these darker themes. Yeah, 
Um, right. right, well, I'm going to go for this week. The editors. Yeah, I'm happy to go for that. Ooh. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going for the kinks, but... I can't even vote for them. For, um, I would have went for that, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that shit. Yeah, Super. down with that shit. Sweet. Well, and that's officially that the end. That's officially the end of round one of Tuna Boot season two, episode three. And we'd like to dedicate the rest of this episode to the demise of round one of this episode. <laughs> we had a great time with it. We we really felt its light shine, and it won't diminish for some time. It may, you know, the flame may be out, but the embers will still burn for years to come. And uh, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back after this short break. Morricone, macaroni, Morricone, macaroni, macaroni, macaroni. That's where Tony Macaroni got his name for. No, no, no. I love the man so much. I never met him, but his work meant so much to me, and I've just. But, you know, getting a cheap laugh means more to me, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Than honouring a man's life. Right, so there you go. That's that. I need a piss. Round two. We appreciate a round two here at Chinabit. Yes, we do. This round two is sponsored by... It uh, doesn't matter. Right. MJ Horticulture. As all rounds are, for now and for always. <laughs> Can we get some of his contact information? Like, is there an email address or a website? Uh, eBay. No, we're not, we're not going to plug him until he actually pays us. <laughs> no, I think we should. I think we should just keep doing it. I think it's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a jingle written Decorative here. stones. Delivered. <laughs> On their own. MJ what, is it gravel is in like decorative gravel or like gravel is in like the stuff you put down to well no gravel is decorative. What am I thinking of? What's the salt stuff that you put on fucking icy roads? Grit Salt. Grit. Grit. Yeah, no, the grit yeah. stuff's uh, for your for the bottom layer of your baseline terrariums and all that. Um but you're you've got <laughs> more of your decorative stones to go on the top of them. Oh is it that um, kind of grit? I'd, is it like for pets and for domestic? Yeah, I thought it was like the stuff you see in those big yellow bins. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. I'd, I, I don't know. You, you, you know not... what? You know, you know what? If you're looking for any sort of grit, any definition of the word, go to, what was it called again? Uh, MJ Horticulture. Right, any kind of grit you want, go to MJ Horticulture, right? He's based in Edinburgh, but he'll drive wherever you need to go. Or decorative stones. Or decorative uh, he stones. also does glass cutting pens. Does he? Yeah. He's a right. man of many. How does he do items. his ordering for his infantry? How does he do that? Does he even know? Is it like the work? Badly. He does it very badly. <laughs> <laughs> What's your song? Yes. Contact High by Alan Stone, I believe my second song is. If I'm right, am I right? Yes. You're always right. Alan Stone. I'll tell you where you can get good stones. <laughs> <laughs> while we're young, lads, uh, while we're young. <laughs> <laughs> You're only young once. Yo-yo. <laughs> Why did that hit? Why did that make me laugh? Oh, good. Right. <laughs> Fuck, that right. really was really good. <laughs> Alan Stone. Contact by... <laughs> 
Alan Stone has been described. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a little bit of genre here. Sorry, Jim. No, you go for it, my man. Oh, by the way, sorry. Just... Um, uh, editors are an indie rock post punk band. Very very good. Again, late as always. Yep. Yep. Um, you can just edit that. <laughs> no. Cut around <laughs> it. Effort. <laughs> Cut around it. Alan Stone has been described as an R and B singer, an American soul singer. Uh, but according to the man himself, he is a hippie with soul, which I think is quite fitting. Um, on the back of this, uh, my research into him, I discovered a new genre that I didn't know to have, uh, that it existed ever, which is blue-eyed soul. Do you guys know what that is? Never heard of that, no. Blue-eyed soul was a term that was uh, coined in the 1960s, and it's basically because um, all the soul radio stations at the time were playing mainly black music. Uh, Blue-eyed soul was used by them to, to mean like they, they were used in reference to white soul singers. I have heard this now because they did not call mm. Dusty Springfield that, and who else? There's a couple of others. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's interesting. I just thought that was way. thought it was quite interesting. Yes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that could also refer to him as well. <laughs> but it's the 1960s, so it's probably dated now. It's difficult. It was difficult to find much about this song online. Uh, for me, this was a Spotify Discover Weekly from back in like 2016. You laughing at Spotify, Jim? No, it, sorry, it took me out for the last 10 seconds of me making faces. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. I was really enjoying yeah. what you were saying, but I just, you just did it. <laughs> totally lost professionalism, sorry. I'm so sorry. I was really enjoying what you were saying as well. It was all really good. Please cut this out and carry on, like, smooth. Yeah, it's got, it's got that. 2010-ish kind of sound um, came out in 2011, but that that kind of that kind of era, like Daniel, is it Poulter? No, Daniel, Bad Day. That kind Powter. of Daniel Poulter. Yeah, it's got it's, it's got it's got that era sound. Is he dead? No. What? I don't know. I just I was like I've not heard I've not thought or heard about that guy <laughs> in at least five years, maybe longer. I was like, he's a god. I remember that. He's a one-hit wonder. He's no deed. He's that right. I'm sure. Jesus. I'll look him up. I'll look him up. That's right. an episode we should do. One hit wonders, or where are they now, sort of thing. Anyway, sorry yeah. again to interrupt you earlier, but I just that's a name I've not good. heard in a long time. <laughs> that's no problem. But yeah, his um, his vocals are just ace. Uh, it's got this great sing along ability. I'm going to bring that back. The sing along ability. Uh, like, I know that I'm never going to even hit like half of the notes that he's hitting, but I can't help but find myself singing along with him on this track. It's just fucking good. Yeah, it's good, it's fun, and I fucking love the trumpets. That's really all I have to say about the track that I chose. <laughs> uh, Daniel Powder is still kicking on. 49. Still active in the music industry as well, so... Have you got any albums? Uh, didn't look up that. That's oh, alright, we'll do that for next week. Um, what do you reckon of this one, Dugo? Yeah, big fan. Yeah, funky as all hell is my first note. Love it. Um, I got right into it as soon as it came up. I don't have much to say about it either, really. I just found it really, yeah, it it hit me. It hit me when I started listening to it. I was like, yeah, I'm having this one, you know? Yep. I didn't get uh, powder vibes from it, but I did get sort of like Stevie Wonder and CeeLo Green sort of vibes off it. Yeah. I don't know. There were some sort of Stevie Wonder notes that were hitting there. Um, and he's nailing the high notes anyway. It's yeah. very good. His um, range is awesome. He's got a he's got a solid range on him. Yeah, I just really liked it, man. Really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, possibly one of my favourites that came out this week, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I, I echo that. I'm just going to say a couple of things and just read my notes as they're written and then we'll move on because it's just a slam dunk. Liam, absolutely amazing. In fact, I'm just going to read my notes. I just, I really fucking loved it as soon as it started. <laughs> so my notes are soul and R&B uh, for the genre there. And so my notes go, having this all day, full stop, great voice, full stop, made me want to be happy all the time, full <laughs> stop. And then I think I got a little high listening to it. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, just a cut and dry, brilliant. Good, good. Right, who's next? Jim Boy. Oh, it's me, isn't it? Aye. All right, so my track for round two is by Paul McCartney. And he is a singer, songwriter, and musician. <laughs> that doesn't deserve to be as funny as it is. <laughs> what? McCartney. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, aye. He's from the Beatles. You never heard of him? No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Let's be serious. No, Paul, I, I went for Paul McCartney. Uh, a song called Here Today. And it's a live version as well from a tour in the USA, if I'm not mistaken. So, I've been listening to quite a lot of Paul McCartney recently because of the episode of The Simpsons in which he features, and as that song of his, Maybe I'm Amazed, is in it. And I heard that, and I was like, I'm going to go and just listen to everything Paul McCartney's ever done. I didn't, but I listened to quite a lot of his stuff, and I was like, I was always a John, I was always a Lennon man, I was always thought McCartney's wasn't as good without John Lennon, but I've recently discovered that McCartney's actually quite a good songwriter. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he is, he's quite Who knew, mate? Who knew? I, pff, revelation but no he's brilliant right and so I said right I'll pick some and I got pick up Paul McCartney's song and then I got down to this one here today or maybe I'm amazed and the reason why I chose here today is because there's a, a YouTube video it's a, a a GQ video where he breaks down some of his most iconic songs and how he wrote them and um, basically he's talking about how after John had died there was lots of things in the press about how they hated each other or there was rivalries and things like that and he said that he wanted to set the record straight like in his own mind as much as anyone else's and write a song that was about like if if John was here today what would he say to him and just actually saying I love you to him which I thought was quite and when I was watching that part of the interview I was getting you know getting a little bit choked up about it a little bit emotional what it really reminded well not reminded me of what it made me think of and that I wanted to discuss is the fact that we see you know, like Paul McCartney and John Lennon is these icons, these pillars of culture, and they mean so much to us. And yet they're always there. They're like they're like you know in the DNA of life. It's just a thing. The Beatles exist. They were the best thing ever. But yet they were just blokes like us. They were just pals. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be as culturally significant as the Beatles. It doesn't. It doesn't we seem likely. We definitely won't be. No, it doesn't seem likely. But you know, they were just pals who just played instruments, wrote together. songs, and yeah. You know, they just did it, and it's in a moment like that in that interview in particular, just kind of makes you makes you realise that, and it's quite interesting to think about it. Yeah, and it's just it's just a beautiful song, isn't it? There's nothing really mm-hmm. much to say about the song, really. But so as it was quite interesting, that an arbitrary choice for the tuna boot ended up yielding this this journey again that mm-hmm. I went on. Well, I mean, sorry, before you start, can I just say, yeah. Jim, that was fucking that was really nice. All it of was. what you just said, it was really good, good. It was eloquent. It was heartfelt. Yeah. 
it, it was a change. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly, it was jokes aside. Joke, fuck the jokes for a sec. That was lovely. Well done. I really, I like that. Brought that song into a whole new perspective, and I liked everything you said. So thank you. Well, there you go. That. Thank you. Well, that's what music does to you, man. Now, that's Liam, do cool. your thing. Yeah. So uh, my first line is, "Ooh, a wee bit of cla- uh, Paul McCartney. I prefer clapped." Clapped Clapped is good. But yeah, it was like. When I first listened to it, I was just like, this is a solid song. Uh, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't until that I thought about the lyrics and I was just like, who's this about? And I was just like, am I right? Am I right that this is about John Lennon? And I looked this up because I hadn't seen the interviews he'd seen and all that. So I looked this up and it was. And it's the emotion changes as soon as you learn that fact. The con- the context helps. This, this is what I was talking about earlier. The context of this song totally changed the emotions that I felt when listening to this song. Yeah, it just kind of bumped up a couple notches. Like, this is... Apparently, he wrote this either just within a year or just after a year after John Lennon died. The article I was reading was saying that as he was writing it, he was just crying profusely. As you would, like, writing such a kind of personal song about such a close friend. Yeah, it's just... Knowing that, knowing those facts, totally changed it for me, and I loved it. Yeah, it was it's a it's a good song, and then I found out that, and yeah, it's made me all sad. It's no, it's 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 I I had so I had so little to say about this because I'm just like it's great, you know, it's Paul McCartney. I I've never been his biggest fan solo stuff wise, but there's when I think about it, I actually am. I mean. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to the album they put out last year, but that was utter crap. That was but, one of the like, worst discharges of sound I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that was that was no level. <laughs> Sorry, last week didn't have an no old joke, so I had to. Yeah. Anyway, we can all agree that Paul McCartney's last album was bad. Getting back to this song, it's awesome, and what you said just like you're right. Context brings new light on these things, and my mind is blown. Alright, what have you got for us this round, sir? This is a song called Pride by Grace Petrie. She is a political singer, activist sort of singer, also is um, homosexual, and this song is about her struggle in the 21st century with attitudes towards homosexuality. So, on the one hand, it's got this positivity because there's a lot of dignity that's been earned from 50 years of liberal activism, but then on the other hand, there's still, like, this lifetime of being judged and being goaded for simply being just who you are and this whole song is about the struggle and the sort of dichotomy between that and the lyric that sums it up is sometimes it's like an uphill climb which it is with being a political activist sort of singer she really struggled to begin with to sort of make it into the mainstream because there wasn't really a place for that whereas um she got her big breaks with uh working with comedians and supporting comedians as their startup because a lot of her lyrics do have this sort of like satirical witty banter almost to them and um, throughout and this song's one of my favorite of hers I actually I really like her sound like if you strip away the messages and the meanings behind the song which sort of loses the density to it but her sound underneath that is solid and I think she's a really good singer and a really good songwriter the guitar's fucking awesome in it got a bit of strings for you guys in there as well because I know you were going on about the strings a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. rate a fiddle love the strings <laughs> you do rate a fiddle <laughs> But there's the sort of the satire and the wit of what she writes and the truth behind it as well really brings this to another level and it's just really about letting folk be who they want 
and saying that's absolutely like you know why do they need to fight for this we'll never know why do people need to fight for being who they are it's ridiculous as a concept but it's good that there are and it's good that there's people like grace petrie who put out songs that can explore her personal fight with that and maybe connect to people who are struggling as well but if you want to go back to just the song outside of that it's just really nice i think she's a brilliant songwriter i'd highly recommend what she writes it's all she has a lot of fuck the tories songs so she should fuck do really quite well in scotland um but yeah i'm i'm a big fan and when i was looking up this song i found it really interesting what it was actually about and to start to think about it more and it sort of grew legs for me Sort of like hearing about the last song, but in a different way, it sort of grew legs and thinking about what it's about and what it's saying and how personal it is as well as political and universal it is. Um, first of all, I'd just like to dedicate this uh, podcast episode to the fact that Fraser Dodds is a massive Tory. Um, is he? As for the song, I'm going to echo exactly what you were just saying. Right, first of all, the, the first line is uh, that I've written down is, this is right in my street, you know I love a bit of strings. Pick up the strings. But... After that, instrumentally, this is fantastic. But the thing I love the most is the subtle humour in it. I picked up mm-hmm. on that. She is, she's great. She's absolutely fucking great. The lyrics are just frank about it, about what she's talking about, and the the entire kind of message about the uphill climb that the LGBTQIA community faces, and that their pride is what they have and what they need, and that there's no stopping it, like. It's just it's quite it's quite a sweet message and it's quite a profound message to find in this kind of like kind of folky song. It's amazing. I really like her. Uh, yeah, I've got and I've got not much to add. I echo everything you said. You know, aside from the lyrical content, it's just a great and powerful folk song, straight up and down. It's just it's brilliant. Uh, she's got a very passionate voice. And again, I'm just I'm just reading from her notes and saying basically the same things you guys did. The lyrics are beautiful, well constructed, and to the point. As you were saying, they're just frank. They're frank, honest, and uh, but this is the the only other part that thing I had to say was um, which I think you guys touched on. But is you know to take something as serious an issue as that about you know about prejudice and injustice and things like that, and to create quite an an uplifting song with you know not not a cheery sort of super positive message, but for it not to be as like if I was imagine if I was going through something like that, my art would be more bleak and angry and things like that but the fact that they managed to put the spin the positive spin on it and say you know not you know not say everything's fine but i'd listened to her a while back and then i was driving through to glasgow to do my uni and uh layla would always drive us and she'd like figure uh went to a gig or, or like heard of grace petrie and started just playing her cd every time the entirety of the time there We'd speak about it for a bit and we'd often have quite lengthy like political debates or something like that with just this on in the background and I think this is like, it's not, it's totally engrossed in its argument and its point and its message but when you don't, when you're not listening to that and you just have this music in the background, Mm -hmm. it's also got something, it's not just, it's not one note on it's just politicising music or anything or using it to get a message, it's a very good song in the background and I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's very that's important. A, that's an incredibly well done thing to do because you can make this music that shows a point, and you're going to get people who have no fucking clue what it's saying. They're going to mm-hmm. listen to it and then go, "Oh shit! All right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on board." And that's good political music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
knocked out of the park there and uh, good luck to her hope she does well and on the end of our incredibly deep and thoughtful round two yeah I th- well I think it goes to Grace hands down terrific song terrific message yeah fantastic absolutely Pride is my my song of this round absolutely fucking brilliant effort can't choose my own but I'm gonna go for McCartney after what you said um, what well, you can't go for it you can't vote for his own that's fine, I'm just going to cut in the bit that he said he went for Alan Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Liam wants at least one vote for one of his songs this day. <laughs> I know, I've been, get, I've been getting almost clean sweeps for the last two weeks. Yeah, I've, well, got, I've, I've got fuck all and I thought I'd at least get something, but not, nothing. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. it's not about that, it's just about, you know, it's, if, if, you know. It's not a competition, surely. This is it, really. Politics are coming into this choice in a good way because this song's very political and it's the best song out of this round. But if you want me to be honest, just with you two, if I'd have known this song was going to be in round two with Paul McCartney, I would have changed it. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. No, because she deserves to win because it is a truly amazing song. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just being a dick for dick's sake. (laughs) <laughs> just want to make you guys laugh. <laughs> Aye, so uh, Pride by Grace Petrie is the song of round two for episode two of season three of. That's the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, you, why are you doing two this at for... the end of every one? You don't need. People, people get that they're still on episode three of season two. Right, we'll just. We'll just I, I, right, do you want to just do that whole bit again? Nah, fuck it. Tune I'm going first. Aye. Okay. Round three. Round three. <laughs> I sound like some... <laughs> the way did that there sounded like a fucking thing in Tesco's or something. It's like, ding ding. Round three. Right, okay. Round three. Right, hold on, wait to go. No, oh shit, hold on. Nope. Round three. The plane in Terminal 2B has uh, now (laughs) departed. If you've not gotten on it, you're late. If you've not gotten on it, you're late. (laughs) I'll tell you what, guys. I love this song in weights and measures. (laughs) All right, Michael Traxon, get your... Yes! (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm having that. Good. All right, this song's called Weights and Measures by Dry the River. I love this song, and I I can't really stress how much. That that really soft opening where with the those vocals is just beautiful. It's just fucking beautiful. And my notes here is it just sounds so ah uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then when the rest of the band comes in, it pulls me right into it. The drums in this song are just ace. I love it. And the chorus with that little break, you know what I was talking about with the vistas. That that beat rest and it's just like dang oh it's amazing but it's the it's the third time the chorus plays it really gives me chills because they build it up and build it up all the way through the song and then that 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 one that that one that last break where you can hear the good you can hear them sliding up the guitar slightly in that as well oh it's just awesome it's just yeah it's just fucking awesome the heartbreak's there it's visceral you can hear it when he just feels defeated and it just ends almost like he's just accepting that everything's done. Like it's just like that that kind of that upset rage that you have when something's over, and then by the end of it, it just sounds 
like he's accepted it. I think it's just a really, really cool song. On you go. Jim? Yep. Um, yeah, mate, this is this is probably one of the most exciting songs we've had on Tune About so far for me. Um, yeah, amazing harmonies, incredible vocals all around, um, incredibly moving, and uh, it just it starts off powerfully atmospheric and it just builds and builds and it doesn't let up. And uh, I was astonished listening to this. I really, I, I didn't, it, it was one of those ones where, you know, you were saying, oh, I just love it. That's kind of how I feel. I haven't really dissected it. I can't really come up with any anything other than just appreciating the vocals. Obviously, the music's good. It complimented it really well. But I've got I've got no articulation as to why I love it as much as I do. I just do. I'm getting heavy sea fret vibes from it. I don't know if you got yep. that. Yeah. Um, just with the singing and the, I don't know what. I mean, I've got the um, the genre is alternative rock, but I don't think that quite covers it. There's something. Else, I don't know what. There's something more there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's folk or whatever. It's probably a combination of a lot of different things. But it's the first time genre Jim just can't place it. Yeah, well, alternative rock is all like the the consensus that I mm. got for it. But I wasn't. I usually just accept what's what I read. But when it comes to the genres, but with that one, I was like, it is that, but it's not. It's, it's something slightly mm. different. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's interesting that this one's throwing you for a loop. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I keep talking about it, I'll just keep saying the same things over and over again. Hmm. So I'm going to stop, but I'm going to finish by saying, yes. Yes, please, more. Thank you, Liam. Okay, awesome. well, I've listened to this album quite a couple of times, and I quite like Dry the River, but I struggled with this song, to be perfectly honest with you. Ooh, controversial. Sheila. I went on a bit of a journey, and this it has to be said, is probably my least favourite song of the week. And I don't know why. I have listened to this album and I've enjoyed quite a few of their songs, man. Um, And this one, I couldn't tell you which songs, but I think I've enjoyed some better than this. I mean, that bodes well for the band. I mean, yeah, if if you read, there's like four notes here that I think sum up how I felt while I was listening to it pretty well. Um... Because I got the first minutes just quite a bit too solemn. I think I find this bloke just a bit too whiny in his singing. And then I went, I don't mind it though. It grows on me as it goes on. And then I went, but it's not hitting me. Not at all really. And then I went, see it grows really nice. The first minute I wasn't happy. But then I sort of got better. And then I'm like, it's not their best song. But I quite like it. And then it's like, it's quite nice. And then it's like, ah, I'm not sure. And uh the brass bit that comes in the trumpet or cornet or whatever it is that was really nice and it did grow and i did begin to appreciate it um the more i listened to it but no it just didn't i don't know it just didn't hit me the way that it's hit you guys clearly that's interesting because um, i would have thought that would be a slam dunk for for Dougal. i thought i'd be right up his alley but there you go nah, it's interesting it was no? just that is that is too too contrasting very contrasting takeaways from this song oh, it doesn't, that I doesn't will happen say, enough to be honest yeah, but I will say Dry the River are a good band I've enjoyed listening to their album before their albums so yeah sorry I'll dry the river that's coming out my eyes while we move on to Jim's next song that'll good that'll good that <laughs> <laughs> and there's the comedian of the group coming in that'll good I may not I may not win Tune a boot, but I win the listeners' hearts. <laughs> you may not be the winner of the group, but at least my mum thinks you're the funniest. Well, to be honest, that is the only 
Excuse me. That is the only accolade that means anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. So my pick for the final round this week is called Still Life by Swede. And Swede are a rock band, apparently. Swede, it must be said, are one of my all-time favourites. And there were many, many contenders uh, for, for my pick this week. I just wanted to do Swede this week, and I wanted to do Kinks. I wanted to, I wanted to come in heavy this week. And uh, there was just some honourable mentions here. Animal Nitrate, which is, was my to- still probably, I know top ten songs is arbitrary, but it's 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 up there for me. It's just a staggering song. Uh, Beautiful Ones, Film Star, Breakdown, Lazy, loads of fantastic songs. And I chose this one, it came down to two, came down to this one or We Are The Pigs from the album Dogman Star, which is my album recommendation of the week, Dogman Star, and I'm going to be talking about that. Is this song off that album? Yes, it is, yeah. Oh, that's fine then. Even if it wasn't, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's arbitrary. You always choose an album of the week, but it's not on our fucking... Well, it doesn't matter, that, that, that was never a rule we... we we established. Yeah, no, no, Jim, I'll keep this one in. Well, I'm gonna be there to make sure you fucking do right. Um, no, no, not me talking about my album, right? Anyway, no, I, I love this album, the uh, Dogman Star. The reason why I went for Still Life is because of the orchestral part in it, which we'll discuss later, and because I thought it wasn't in the best of album. It is in the best of album. It's in the second. <laughs> it's the second last track in the best of album, which kind of annoyed me, but kind of made sense because it's a, a phenomenal piece of work. Now, the album itself is very interesting in that the guitarist, Bernard Butler, that's, that's the one, uh, he left before the album was released so they had to get like session musicians in to come in and finish it. It's just a whole... <laughs> it was a hodgepodge. I love the word hodgepodge, so that's good. It was a hodgepodge. It doesn't get enough recommendations. No, to that's get good. this album going it was just so fraught and tense there was so much going on within the band itself and you could kind of hear it at times you know and uh, Butler took I don't know when he left the band he took with him a, a lot of how the guitar is played he has a very distinctive guitar playing um, style which you could hear on the first album in particular which has Animal Nitrate in So Young and songs like that very heavily influenced by the Smiths and things like that, and Johnny Marr's guitar playing. There's definitely a an aspiration to emulate that, which you can see. But when he left, they were kind of like, well, how did he do certain guitar playing things? They weren't quite sure, you know, when they went to play them live and things like that. So there was a lot going on in the making of this album. And if you think about it, it came out in 1994, in October 94, and definitely maybe came out in August of 94. So obviously it got completely eclipsed, obliterated entirely by that. And um, a lot of people... At the you time... know what, I got very, very confused there because I thought you said that the album came out in this date and then it definitely maybe also came out in this date. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is... The, for once I've actually got my facts <laughs> accurate here. <laughs> got them written down. So yeah, so you had August 94, Oasis's first album, Definitely Maybe Drops, and then Dogman Star comes in October later that year. And sort of the lad pop, the lad rock, Brit pop thing, uh, was not the direction they wanted to go in in this album. And a lot of people said it was a very pretentious album because there was a lot of different things going on, you know, a lot of orchestral parts, weird sort of weird songs. They, they they all do manage to marry up, and it's kind of only it's only now in the last sort of ten years that it's got the status of one of the greatest rock albums ever made. And I highly agree. It's a mental album. It really is very huge in scale. 
But, you know, oh, this is the joke I had, Liam. This is the prepared joke I had. If, right. if people didn't like this album, I could try and persuade them. <laughs> That's not good. I know, it's not. It's terrible. That's why I had to say it like that. I couldn't say it genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> to be My fair, heart rate's actually that... going down because of that joke, man. <laughs> I was up at 82, I'm now down at 70. Oh, I'm back up at 80. Cool, we're fine. That was good. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry it came very close there. I won't say that, that joke again. Right, so just talking about this, I know I've talked about it quite, for quite a while now, but um, the reason why I picked it, obviously I said about the orchestral part, but uh, Brett Anderson's singing in this is truly extraordinary. It's very operatic. It's, it's not that it's different from the stuff that came before it, and that's not like a complete departure. And obviously, as I said, this album's just mental. Uh, there's there's something different going on here. He touches heights that he, I don't think he's quite got to in anything else. Not that I'm 100% familiar with a lot of his stuff post-2000s. like 2000s. There was like a huge gap between like Blood Sports in 2013. I can't remember the album that came out before it. But um, So I'm not overly familiar with everything, but I do I do pretty much love all their albums. But this song in particular, his singing is just out of this world. Unbelievable. And the lyrics are really quite interesting about life in general, I think. I haven't really thought about that too much. But then it just stops and the orchestra builds up. And I've listened to it a, a thousand times. I've listened to it 30 times this week. And it, that bit never fails to give me the major goosies, Dougal. I've got goosies. Dude, I've got... I've I've written it's got goosey potential. Oh yeah. Down here yeah. as well. Yeah. It never does. I'm with you on the goosies. It never doesn't we do. We can it. have bonded goosies. <laughs> you are fond of you are major goosies. Alright, so just the last thing I want to say about it was that I want to do something from this album because it's the most interesting. And it came down to this and We Are the Pigs. We Are the Pigs is an incredible song. It really yeah. is amazing. And the guitar playing you get to really hear it in that. But I had to go for this just because of that. Just because of that moment. What do you guys make of it? Amazing. Amazing. Again, it builds up, it builds up and doesn't disappoint. His vocals are fucking top notch. Uh, and I love the, the huge crassing cymbals. That's another another instrument that don't get enough enough airtime and credit, mm. I suppose. <laughs> the bit that I really, really loved was the really interesting weird transition from the loud, powerful bit into the quiet bit. Mm-hmm just before the orchestral movement I thought that was that was done really really well I really enjoyed that and then after that I've got and my god the orchestral movement in this piece is ace yeah the, the only I had a question I was like what, what's this about that there's a bit at the, the, the end the last bit of the orchestral movement bit it gets a bit weird and kind of hectic and chaotic yeah I don't know bits and pieces about this. I wish there was, if there is a documentary, I'd love to watch it. But I'd love to get like a full down, like a full rundown of everything that happens. I think it would be an interesting story, just from the things I've heard. I've got no idea, mate. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I've not, I'm not overly familiar with Suede, but I always associate them with Jim. I think the song you mentioned, Animal Nitrate, in particular, I remember you showing me quite a lot. So I always know that you love them, and I was really trying to figure out what it was reminding me of. And to start off with, I was getting a bit of an Echo in the Bunnymen vibe from the vocals, mm-hmm. which was coming through. But then it clicked. And I didn't know exactly how we we're going to feel about this, because neither no, no, neither of you have mentioned this genre, but opera is where you're getting from I did. Vocals. I said his voice was very uh, operatic. 
Yeah, you did actually. Yeah, no, operatic. And what it's reminding me of is "So Say You Love Me" from Phantom of the Opera. And I think yeah. that the still life and the "So Say You Love Me" batter in at about the same sort of pitch. And that was just I got that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll this take that. Sorry, I just want to say that I didn't mean to sound as petty as I did. No, no, I, just I didn't. said I it you actually. Said <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, but man, this is a powerful song. It's got a beautiful build-up. A stunning bat out to you. It's big, it's bold, and it's brilliant. Well done. Good, good. Glad you enjoyed it, lads. That would have been the one that would have killed me if you had said you didn't like it. I know it's a gamble <laughs> sometimes, you know, because it's quite out there, but glad you enjoyed it. I've got one more note on it that I forgot to say. Um, I said this to you earlier, Jim when you put up Suede I went into it thinking it was Slade mm. <laughs> yeah, well, and as I said before I will be talking about Slade at some point because they are an incredibly underrated band one of the best bands of all time and uh, me and my mate Kieran were talking about doing a covers band where we'd be called something like Suede Slade or Slade Suede we would only play Slade and Suede songs because <laughs> we're both big fans and it was actually it was actually well, a shout out to my friend Kieran I was a Swede fan. Last minute dedication. Yeah, I was this a Swede is, this fan. This is bef- the shout out episode. Yeah, I was a Swede fan before I met him, but he was the one that he kept talking about this album, and I, I'd heard it, I'd listened to it, but I didn't really think much of it. But he was the one that made me go, like, take a proper listen to it. But yeah, he also he also agrees that Slade are an underrated band, which is I know not what we're talking about right now. But <laughs> cheers, mate. Well. Uh- <laughs> On on the on the point of uh, not what we're talking about right now, I feel like I should dedicate one last dedication. I got in trouble last week because it was it last week, no, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two two weeks ago when Dougal picked James by Father Son, and that same week, my uh, partner Louise had said that this was her favorite Father Song, uh, Father Son song ever. <laughs> father song, her uh, favorite Father Song, ha- favorite Father Son song. That's a tongue twister, that ever but anyway yeah she was raging that she didn't get a shout out so here's your shout out love you and also shout out to Ali and uh, Ali and uh, no, Becky because no, no, they, they're, no, they're, they're putting up with these two nah we'll do it in our time not yeah, just another no time. I'll shout out okay. to Becky yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Becky you're beautiful no matter nah. what they say words can't break <laughs> you <laughs> sorry I sing that to her all the time it's fine she knows she's punctured, it's fine. Yeah, Ali don't get anything. I'll, I'll dedicate this episode to Ali. No, you won't. No. Okay, no, right, Liam, I'll, Liam I'll will dedicate this episode to Ali, and I will dedicate my dedication to Becky to Ali. <laughs> right, well, now I just seem like the dick. I'm certain. Well, yeah, you would dedicate the episode to Ali. No, yeah, I'll dedicate I mean... whatever episode I fucking want to Ali. Don't need to be this I, one. I dedicate my whole life <laughs> to Ennio Morricone, right? <laughs> I had a full fucking mouth to sell <laughs> It got stuck in my throat because I was laughing too much. Nearly fucking died, there's no one in the flat to save me. <laughs> Sorry, I'll be there on Sunday. <laughs> I'll be there on Sunday. <laughs> oh. right. Anyway, what was it? What was the winner from that round? We've not finished uh, I've yet. I've got a track to do. 
There's no finish. <laughs> oh my god. Man. We have every time. <laughs> We've got the. Mu- right, on you go. So, this is a song by Maximo Park, and it's called Get High, No, I Don't. I'm a massive fan of Maximo Park. When they came out, obviously, everyone and their dog listened to Apply Some Pressure, and they got the album, and Apply it was fucking awesome. Pressure. And then I got the second album, Our Velocity, and it was fucking awesome. And then I got the third album, which is uh, Quick in the Heart, and it was less awesome. Then I got the fourth album, The National Health, and it was even less awesome. But then the fifth album (laughs) kicked in, which is the album this is on, which is called Risk to Exist. And this is a fucking album again. Uh, Maximo Park sort of went out of the radar after um, Apply Some Pressure, I think, quite a lot. Like, the mainstream, they had girls who played guitars and they had a couple other things dotting about, but they didn't really get back into this sort of limelight that Apply Some Pressure went to. And this is why I wanted to choose a song from one of their newer albums. I fucking love Risk to Exist. I think it's an ace album, and this is one of my favourite songs on it. I like Maximo Park because they're not, like... I don't think they're there to be taken too seriously I think they're having fun with what they're doing and they're enjoying it and they're trying to make this music that's sort of quite funky and it's quite fun and it's got just this uniqueness to it you've got that heavy Geordie accent coming in which is great fun to have Um, this song itself is about resistance in the face of repetition and coercion so you've got this in the verses where the music's sort of going on this monotone sort of journey punching through and then there's sort of the franticness of the choruses going on where it's like, just need to bust out. Do you want to get high? Well, no, I need to stay back. And I think that adds a bit of an element to it. But it's just good old funk. Um, then you get this sort of frantic ending um, with the guitar, which I love. My last note is uh, just a pure good chant along Phantomed time. Banum. Do you know what banumpt means? <laughs> banumpt. But bankrupt. But it's just a pure good <laughs> chant along bankrupt time. Yes. What do you guys think? Well, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Maximal Park since according to Dougal, their last great song was Apply Some Pressure. I never once said that actually. <laughs> it's implied. Said that's the No no it wasn't. <laughs> it's the what implication. we said is that that was the one that was like their last big hit sort of thing which is pretty true if you think yeah. about it yeah. but yeah I, I've not got much to say about this I just enjoyed rocking out to this I was up and jumping about it just it's one of those ones that just gets you up out your seat just like I've got to fucking go for it and yeah that's about it I, I enjoyed it good effort both Maximo Park and Dougal for including this song love it <laughs> alright well I would like to de- dedicate my analysis of this song to my inability to retain knowledge because I I've never listened to Maximo Park. I must have heard them, but I've never listened to them. For some reason, I thought they were a metal band. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know really what. I don't know. I must have mixed up their. Na- I was thinking like, did I think they were Linkin Metallica. Park? But then I'm like, well, what is Linkin Park? Oh. Is that metal? I don't know in my head because when it came up, Maximo Park, I was like, oh, for wait, f- oh, you don't know what Linkin Park is? What's Linkin Park? Do you know Linkin Park? I know what they are. They're a band. Do you? I don't know much about Linkin Park. It's the same. It's the same thing. There's some things that just slip you by and you don't know what they are. Should Should I know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thought music, fucking... Music released between 2000 and 2015. <laughs> Slipped in by. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's yeah. not entirely true. Just things 
no, there's no, a, there's... no. I get, I can get the confusion with that. I'm with yeah, you. Not... There, there is, a, there is a decade that slipped Jim by though. It's quite a few decades, to be fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I would say it's a decade. I would say that he's almost maybe... thirty. There's at least two decades that have slipped him by. At this I, point. I would say two thousand and three to two thousand and thirteen. Well, well, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was not. Yeah, to be fair, I've never been present in current music until 2013. That's the exact year that I did become present. <laughs> is that actually? Yeah, when AM came out. That's exactly right. Bang yeah. on. That, I'm that, so good. That is good. Well done. That's the precise year. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I like, as, as, anyway, I, as I've said on. many times before, you know what? <laughs> when we do our songs that mean a lot to us episodes, we'll all have to do just an episode each and I will fully <laughs> describe at length exactly my relationship to music from when I was born to now because <laughs> it is quite interesting. I came in very late for you know for everything. Yeah. To be it's honest, it's going to be a seventeen-part series. It's going to be amazing. No, just, I, can, I can get it all done in half an hour. <laughs> I really can. <laughs> I know because I've thought about it quite a lot. But yeah, so exactly, you're exactly right. To be honest, but um, anyway, so I was delighted that this wasn't heavy metal. <laughs> um, not because I dislike heavy metal. I just it's just not my thing. You know what I mean. I do think heavy. Yeah. I feel like I need to, you know, put a disclaimer on this that I think heavy metal musicians are probably probably the most talented musicians. It's just not mm. my kind of music. Anyway, so yeah, listen to the song. I don't have much to say other than what you said. Um, yeah, but I made a note saying I always thought they were a metal band. They do sound familiar though, so obviously I've heard it, and uh, it reminds me. It reminds me of the late two thousand sound, you know, which it kind of is, I suppose. Liked it a lot, uh, and yeah, just the fact something you said to go that they're just having a great time, they're having a great time, I'm having a great time, really enjoyed it from start to finish. I thought the bass in particular was incredible, yeah, it, there was just yeah. something about it, just kept the whole thing going, um, and it was sort of unrelenting. And then that, yeah, that mental finish, that flourish at the end was, yeah, awesome. Alright guys, so uh, the catch of the week this week is between Smokers Outside the Hospital Door by Editors, you've got Pride by Grace Petrie, and you've got Still Life by Suede. Which one are you guys going for? I'll start us off. I'm going to go for Suede. I'm going to agree with you there, man. Um, I voted for my own songs, a bit gauche, but I, I, it can't be beaten in my eyes, so I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I, love the, I love the word gauche. That's ace. <laughs> I'm glad you voted for Suede because I was finding it hard to pick between uh, Suede and Grace Petrie because both those songs struck a chord with me. I think they were both fucking brilliant songs. I think they were both very, very good picks by you guys. Uh, thank you for introducing me to both of those bands and people. Yeah, hey guys, strong strong picks across the board by everyone this week. It's been a really enjoyable week to listen, man. Like, it's been some hard choices when I've been sitting at my house trying to figure them out, you know? Ah, a very, very strong week, and uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you guys, as always. So, to finish recording, thanks very much for listening. Um, we appreciate it when anyone listens, and people have been listening more and more, and it's awesome. So, yeah, thanks everyone. And Tell your friends, subscribe, like, all that kind of good shit. We'll do this again next week. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Yeah. I'll be William. I'm Dougal. I'll always be Jim. Good night, and love you. Love you. Love you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Liam, I've got a book here. It's called Apocalypse Cow. I think you'll really enjoy it. Is that really what you're going with for the ender this time? 
Oh, it's actually a real book. Yeah, it's a real book. <laughs> Michael Logan is brilliant. It's really funny. Two and a half hours again, though. Look at that. Chinaboo. Skish, skish, balush, motherfuckers.